The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Legit Bat Podcast. Uh, we had to cancel our uh, show earlier. We usually do the the paid show, Planet Retard, and we had to cancel that because we are at a celebration of life for the progenitor of the actual Legit Bat. Uh, rest in peace, Tony. He was gone way too soon. He was only 45. He was actually the one that came up with the idea for the Legit Bat, so it seems only fitting. I don't think he ever caught a single episode. And obviously, we won't ever get to have him on the show, but I'll try to find some videos or uh, pictures or something at least to put up and add it in. So uh, we have Natasha Koshenko, Koshenka, Koshenka, Natasha Koshenka. There you go. And uh, she is a quantum healer and she she does all kinds of stuff. I'll let her talk about that because she's going to do it way better than I ever could. Amazing human. If this is your first time listening, I'm Joe. Jen's with me, and we have a uh, guest co-host tonight, Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast. So we thank him for joining as well. And what else have we got? Oh, yeah, Mudwater. If you want Mudwater, link is in the show notes. That's that's my whole ad right there. I, I don't do an ad. Yes. All right, we're going to bring in the guests, uh, Natasha and Kyle. How are you? Who do you want to start? I don't... Uh, well, you can start because Natasha's <laughs> muted, it looks like. Well, uh, hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm... Um, Kyle with the Big Dumb Podcast, resident uh, stand-in co-host for Legit Bat. Um, at least that's the title I give myself. Uh, so thank you guys for having me on. It's good to see you both. I've missed you. And Natasha, I'm excited to talk to you tonight. I'm excited as well. Thank you for having me, you guys. Of course. Of course. Thank you so much. Yes, I miss your face too, dude. Uh, it's been <laughs> been too long. We got to see you for five seconds on Friday, but I, I miss, miss that, uh, the facial hair. I think I'm gay, but I ain't gay, nigga. It's, it's coming say. back in. It's coming back in. Okay. All right, we got dual soundboards going on here. Yeah, yeah. We're actually going to be fighting oh, all night. Okay, enough of that. Uh, Natasha, yeah. <laughs> he has the same ones. Anyway, uh, tell us about yourself. Give us a little quick bio on yourself. Uh, I'm going to put the stuff you sent me into the show notes, but uh, we'd like to hear it in your own words. So tell us about so yourself I, and what you. I definitely always forget everything. I usually just mention two things and then everything else I blank out on. I don't know. So I'm going to try. Um, well, I provide uh, QHHT services to people, um, which is past life regression, or it could be, you know, going forward into time or anything. Um, basically, um, energy work stuff, anything uh, to help you ease any trauma that you have, you know, 
clear traumas, uh, heal traumas, uh, integrate traumas. So you could be a clear human being able to function better. And we all know we need that in this world. Um, (laughs) Lately, um, what I've been putting together and I'm almost done, I feel like within a month or so, I'm going to have my um, Ascension Oh, I'm also an Ascension guide, which, you know, just guiding people through these crazy times. Um, so I've been for the last um, really over 12 years, or, but, um, but let's say for the last 12 years, I've been just kind of writing poetry uh, just whenever, you know, I'm either frustrated or I feel inspired to, uh, you know, like have like some kind of uh, let's call it download. Right. And just like, let me write it down and may- maybe I'll present it one day to the people. So anyway, I've been gathering this stuff up into one book and hopefully this month I get to release it. And uh, that's really exciting for me. So that's that I got going on recently. And another recent thing that I have going on is um, I'm offering people uh, uh, radi- radiation tea, as in radiation detox tea, because, you know, <laughs> earth, um, <laughs> earth, uh, and as well as um fluoride and chlorine detox teas so yeah what are, what are in those because i saw that in, in your bio and i was like that is interesting because i we i don't have too much fluoride in my diet that i know of uh we've right. been more conscious <laughs> lately and luckily our water supply the local water supply doesn't have fluoride in it we learned that too so that's cool but still chlorine probably a big thing in our water and uh you're right. showering in that shit and drinking in it so what's in the tea for the chlorine and fluoride um one moment uh so it's um i'm just better when i look on the ingredients hibiscus is one of them i think nettle tea where how do i find this well while you pull that up i'll just say that my water has both fluoride chlorine calcium and uranium in it so um, nice we get our annual you know water report from the city every year and it's actually worse than flint michigan's (laughs) <laughs> wow. wow we used to live in a we lived in a it was a gated community we were renters though we weren't fancy and uh we got the water report every year because there was a poa like there was a property owners association there so they had to send out a newsletter every month and i looked one day at the water report and there was arsenic in our water so acceptable yeah. levels yes yeah, acceptable levels oh acceptable mm-hmm. yeah well no wonder you're the big dumb podcast you're drinking all them them heavy metals son so oh, detox yourself. everywhere dude and then in the air because it's you know west texas there's just uh cow shit in the air like it's just it's part of the sky you know the skies are really the sunsets are really beautiful out here but it's just because of all the manure that gets dusted up into the air it kind of changes the sky color it's really really beautiful mm-hmm. huh that's i mean who would have thought <laughs> you probably a lot of a lot of mushrooms down there too though if you have all them cow patties maybe dude they do they do you know when it smells like shit outside they do say it's the smell of money so you know maybe the <laughs> shrooms are part of that i don't know yeah, yeah. true <laughs> all right so, i do have uh, money. oh you found it all right yeah the the ingredients there's just four ingredients uh hibiscus rosehip uh raspberry leaf and uh, blackberry leaf. So oh. Just those four ingredients for the uh, fluoride and chlorine. And then if you want to know what the other one is uh, for the radiation, radiation detox, it's uh, nettle leaf, uh, dandelion leaf, um, mm. Atlantic kombu, and Maine Coast Atlantic uh, dolce, which 
this one in particular, you know, it kind of uh, uh, not what what seaweed would seaweed would taste like. So it's a little uh, bit, you know, a hint of that, but it kind of absorbs all that stuff out of you. You know, yeah. it's nature. You know, what are you gonna do? Just kind of work. It can with deal it. with a little bit of nasty taste. Yeah, as I've gotten older, I think saying. it's been easier for me to eat things or drink things that are gross if I know <laughs> right. that they're really really good for me. But as a kid. You don't know that when your parents say, eat your carrots, it's like, no, I don't want to, but hey, they have vitamin A and I know that's important. So now I can totally do that. I would say that odds- is that now that you're older, you can eat shit. You can eat stuff that tastes like shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always said the food totally. supply. Mud water the- tastes like shit to me. It tastes like shit. It tastes the- like chai. It's I can't hard say that's for me sponsor. to drink it. No, I, okay, but it's really good for you. No, uh, I always said that God's uh, cruel joke on the world was like, yes, everything that tastes like shit is going to be the best st- stuff for you right. and it's going to keep you alive the longest, but it's going to taste like shit. All the stuff that's really tasty and it's going to kill you. Uh, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Enjoy your sugar. Thanks. Enjoy your <laughs> diabetes. Right. So what, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, too, is uh, and we can get into more of the detoxing and all that shit, but I'm trying to lay a foundation for all the things you do because that was quite a list you sent me and she said she condensed it so i was like wow where's the where's the long well, version well uh not only did i condense it that's just a fraction <laughs> wow. so what i sent you well because you know like when you're when you have a shitload of interests more so an obsession here and then let's say six months later obsession here it's just the way your mind works certain people just yeah. get really obsessed with certain topics uh jen knows <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> and uh yeah you just kind of become really like uh, you know from your obsession your interest you become very well versed and you know like really that they really nice and deep so yeah well that's, that's on to the important next. for uh, uh in any aspect of your life you know they say a jack of all trades uh master, is a master of none. none but oftentimes better than a master of one and you know if in those kind of weird periodical uh, obsessions can really grow your skill set uh yes. you're not you know you might not ever be a master at something but you can at least um be uh what's the, the have working knowledge of a lot of things and that can help right. you in a, in a lot of ways in life you know yeah. if you just a general handyman you can fix most things decently in your house until you need you know some sort of special equipment and same with on like the spiritual side if you know reiki or quantum healing or um channeling all these different things that you these talents that you can have if you just know can tap into a little bit of them um tap into each of them a little bit it'll make your spiritual journey much more uh tolerable as you go through it right yeah, exactly. And it's, it's just like a bunch of uh, spiritual stuff, kind of like, you know, it's not like it's uh, I like uh, fixing bikes and then I like flying planes. You know, it's, it's all <laughs> it's all within the same range. You know, it's uh, all healing modalities to kind of ease the pain, ease the stress, you know, the discomfort. That's funny. I, we, I did that kind of with podcasts. The extent of my research for anything is basically listening to it on to, to smarter people than I on my fucking podcast. And I did that for. I don't know, the last like five years where I'd go on a bender of listening to like ancient history stuff and then psychedelics and then, you know, political stuff. And then and it was just moving from one topic to the other. But I think it actually helped for our podcast because now I have a little yeah. bit just a sliver of knowing stuff about a lot of different stuff. So it makes it easier to talk to basically anybody. For sure. I think with spiritual stuff too, knowing a little bit, like Kyle said, knowing a little bit about all of those topics it's an internal journey. So if you know just a little bit, you can kind of like catch the wave and then you're 
yourself will take you the rest of the way. You know what I mean? You don't have to read a whole book. You could read a whole book and learn things, but really it's within yourself that you have to learn when it comes to this type of thing. So knowing a little bit just helps set your path and then your path will develop and you'll learn things that aren't maybe aren't in that book, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That all kind of, yeah, works together. A uh, little bit of information there, a little bit of information there. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's really, it's also, like you said, comes from, from within, really. It's, um, it's more of a reminder of what we already know, you know? Yeah. Tell us about your uh, autism work and what, what you're doing with that. Because that's a big thing these days with, uh, I mean, if you want to go real crazy conspiracy. You know, people we? <laughs> vaccines cause autism and that's medical misinformation. I'm not, you know. And I didn't get to have this talk because we, I worked with children with autism as well. And then when we talked on her show, we totally forgot to talk about that. So (laughs) I guess it wasn't meant to be or something because I was, you know, I was, I was really excited, but then now what we're going to be doing is we're going to have a round table with other women that are very versed in this subject. So it still works out. Um, so what I'm doing, um, I just really understand the topic very well. I'm on the spectrum myself and the first, the very first thing that comes out of people's mouths or the first the thought that pops into their mind is, no, you're not. Well, you know what? You don't understand <laughs> how my inner workings go. You know, it's, it's not like, it's like all of a sudden you have something plastered on your mind or, you know, you have to act a certain way, you know, just because I've learned how to be normal you know, and I'm capable of speaking and communicating and learn social skills and detox myself to a point where I'm able to function very well. Doesn't mean that I'm not neurologically wired different because that's all it, all it means. You're just wired differently. Well, You're and, neurologically your brain. Oh, and something you said too, is like you said, you know, now I, I, I can behave normal, but normal is something of a right. spectrum itself too. Right. I mean, right. there's, there's, you know, what I consider normal is not what Joe or Jen or you or, um, even my fiance considers normal. I mean, she thinks I'm an absolute nut job. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to normalize that with her, but I'm just, you know, everything is really a spectrum if you think about it. Um, you know, so, so, I, and that's why if it's a spectrum, let me ask you this. If it's, if autism is is a spectrum, does that mean we're all on it in some form or, you know, whether it's one end, like we're not autistic or one end we are, I, I that's something I've always been curious about is what does it mean to be on the spectrum um, cause wouldn't that entail that we're all on the spectrum? I'm, I'm just curious. You know, there's different thoughts. I could only speak from my own, you know, perception. Cause you know, what I say, somebody else will, will be like, absolutely not. Um, so I used to think it was, and I've, I've heard this analogy of like, you know, there being a lemon and a glass of water. And then like, let's say squeeze a lemon, you know, like somebody being more like less and less or more and more autistic. Now I'm thinking that's a, that's a no. I'm thinking you're either wired just very like everybody else. And then perhaps it has something to do with genetics or genetics and soul. Because my my uh, observation is that people that are on the spectrum are not exactly um, human souls, if that makes sense, depending on who you are, you know, the listeners. So basically, you know, that term starseeds. I believe that autistic individuals are starseeds. So it's definitely a, you're not, uh, like, as far as I go, I believe, could be wrong, but I believe I did not have other lifetimes on this planet, even though I've 
experienced other lifetimes when I've went under, who knows what I'm tapping into, you know, what's, what's real. I, I, I don't know, but, um, I think part of the reason I had such a hard time, um, becoming capable of socializing was because I did not understand the human ways. I was this super naive, super sweet, super innocent, super pure, didn't understand that people are fucking assholes. <laughs> and Everyone's you know, like that out in time. <laughs> yeah. And then and then what I you know, the way I coped with it, or or more so not exactly cope, uh the way I guess I understood it, I, like I internalized it. And what I understood was, I mean it wasn't correct, but uh my understanding was that the reason people are mean or you know, not good to me is because my worth is that because like, you know, I couldn't function as well. So being that I didn't have the label when I was growing up, I didn't understand what's going going on with me. I just thought I was stupid. So therefore, <laughs> therefore, uh, you know, I'm less than I'm stupid. Therefore, what happens to me, I deserve. So it's totally deservable because of like, I'm like less than everybody else, you know, so like that, that's how I understood it interesting sad so, but <laughs> you bought, went into that because we love talking about the weirdest shit so the starseed thing i always wondered because autism kind of really reared its head in what early 90s or something like that when it started really becoming prevalent so the call came thought, out the 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 call came out i believe uh in early 1980s like that humanity was like like really needed to be rescued so therefore it needed um souls from other higher density higher vibrational higher dimensional uh places like for example yeah. you know other solar systems where you know their their dimensions are higher therefore the vibe is higher not to say they're better it's just their vibe is higher it's no longer this uh, um stuckness this 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 heavy density anyway so we come here and we raise the vibe and being that the structure here is so fucked up you know, it doesn't work for individuals like us. So we just come in, we're like, it's not fucking working. And, you know, we're loud in class, whatever, you know, however it all plays out. But basically we come in and we're like, no, <laughs> no. And the more of us come in, you know, the less humanity could be like, well, that's just a minority. Over the years, we're becoming more and more less of a minority. Yeah. But do you think it could be the result of the uh, alleged alien human hy hybridization? can't i'm not gonna say that word the hybrid program you know what i'm talking about where they, they think that that's why aliens were uh poking people's butts and taking their sperm and uh, ovaries and shit like that and like they could have created hybrids do you think that's something like that or do you think it's just a different I, consciousness I mean, placed in yeah. human? i don't know i i i mean possibly there is you know fuckery going on you know the the hybridization i don't disagree with that because i don't know but i feel like the it's it's more so a project rescue humanity like in in this specific case that i'm speaking about well we can so, only hope so, so you you had mentioned that there was this call put out for uh you know to save humanity right uh, and I, what i i what i've noticed over the years and i'm younger i'm only i'm only 25 so take this with a grain of salt but there with as much more quote-unquote star seeds that have been introduced there's been an equal amount if not more psychopaths introduced so is that kind of like the uh you know the, the end, quote unquote, is there though <laughs> is, is there though or are they just being exposed no i'm just like saying like I think no that's just... a good point that is a good point too yeah i think that's and, what it is that's also on a spectrum too like 
I, I dated this girl in college one time and I was like, either she's a, a sociopath or she's autistic. I couldn't tell because she was just, you know, Ooh, weird. That's a deep thing. I don't even know if I want to go into. I have a whole theory about that. Oh, do okay. it. Yeah. 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 See, because I'm my my whole thing is to destigmatize autism, and I feel like if I was to open this kind of can of worms, it's kind of like not right in what I'm trying to do. Should I anyway? But yes. do, it, do whatever you, you want. Can. Nothing's off limits here. Okay, I don't like this. What I'm about to say, but um, I feel like oh my goodness, it's gonna give me anxiety. I feel like, and I could be wrong. But I feel like uh, psychopaths are usually on the spectrum. So you could be really, really good person and you could be really, you know, like, I mean, the world, we're so sensitive um, and individuals on the spectrum. We're so sensitive that the world fucks up, us up so fucking badly. So like we are more prone to not only our sensitive, not, no, not only because of our sensitivity, but because we're so weird, we get targeted whether it's right. by family members or society and just like constant. So we develop all these fucking issues, you know, like uh, more prone to being bipolar or, or personality disorders or, uh, you know, the list goes on really technically. Um, so honestly, I could be wrong, but I feel like if you think about the actions of the psychopath, how they're very uh, precise in what they do and the repetitive, you know, things and, all this stuff. I mean, I don't yeah, like so, talking about it. This is the first time talking about it, and I feel actually no, quite bad talking about that's it. Because again, point. I'm trying to destigmatize it. <laughs> no, that's a great point. It's just like you know, like Joe and uh, and I, we could just be like normal people, but he could get influenced to you know be a, a piece of shit, and I could you know, or I right. could be a piece of shit, and he could be like a really great guy and all that stuff. So it's just uh, the same thing applies to people on the spectrum of autism. Right that yes. you're, you're just as prone to the you know the uh, manipulations of the world but Absolutely. even more sensitive to it so that that is a good theory i like that that you know because you you look at a psychopath and you're like how do you think like that why would you do that and you right. might some people might do the same thing with autistic people why, but maybe not in like an angry way but like why are they doing that why do they you know think like that or why are they performing those actions in that way i think right. it's I, that's a great point i wouldn't be um uh, I, wouldn't be, bad. <laughs> I wouldn't be bad about that, that connection because it's not necessarily a negative connection. It's just it's more of an observation if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, but you know how humanity yeah. takes things that that's why I'm just like, again, I'm just like in this whole thing of like I'm trying to um, destigmatize, you know, and instead, you know, bringing that whole subject is like, ah, you know, just like I don't think it's uh, just like what Kyle's saying. I don't think it's stigmatizing it. It's I mean everybody's different you're gonna have some like like kyle was saying i don't know how else better to put it everybody's in their own category like yeah. okay so it's like saying that all the truckers in canada right now are racist trump supporting nazis that's ridiculous some of them might be but not all of them for sure so you can't just lump just because somebody's on the spectrum you can't say that therefore all psychopaths are on the spectrum you know so i don't think it's hurting your case at all so don't get anxious about that <laughs> yeah, and it's only because society makes it that way. So I don't personally think that uh, autism is a disability. And I worked in the field for two years teaching children who had um, autistic-like behaviors before the age of three because that's when the, the ADOS is done, the autism 
diagnostic observation schedule, the test that they do. Um, and that's where the spectrum comes from, Kyle. So answer your question. I'm not a doctor, but the spectrum, um, when you evaluate a child with autism, there are certain tests that you do that are play-based with a child. So with a child before three or on their third birthday, a little bit before that, that's what society tells us is the best time to tell, <clears throat> to diagnose someone with autism. Uh, I have a conspiracy theory that I can talk about after this, but I'll just do the clinical side of it now. Um, oh, hit us with the science. <laughs> no, it's not science. It's just, it's all a play-based test. And they they watch and they judge in their mind what they think that child is doing or thinking. And then they give them a score, like they check a box. So um, however, they have to score above a certain number to be considered to be on the spectrum. And the higher the number, the farther out they are on the spectrum. So if they test below a certain number, they're not considered to be on the spectrum. If they're above, I had to sit in on these and I did a partial evaluation with um, a neuropsychologist who would evaluate them and they would heavily weigh on my opinion as well, which is alarming because I do not have any sort of PhD at all. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in business law. So, hey, go figure. I guess I can help out as a neuropsychologist or whatever. <laughs> well, so that answers my question of like, how is, how is that determined? Which, you know, that makes sense from a medical standpoint. Because, you know, when I got uh, diagnosed with depression many years ago, the doctor walked in or the nurse walked in, handed me a, a 10 question questionnaire, you know, and like each, you know, the answers are like one to five or whatever. And that's how they determined whether or not I was depressed. Like no one even talked to me or like asked how, you know, what was going on. And then, you know, they wrote me a script. Yeah. They do the same thing with kids with ADHD, all these things. And so, yes, that makes sense that that's how they would do it in the medical field. But to me, that still doesn't make it. Uh, accurate I, I agree with you. 100%. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so if there were certain children who I knew were just behavioral because their mom they were like a foster child. We did a lot of, we worked with a lot of foster children. Um, it's very prevalent. Great, foster great homes, but, but it was behavioral issues. And it was, um, to me, I saw a lot of children who did get diagnosed with autism and it didn't look the same to me, but the doctor would sometimes just diagnose them with autism because the services were allowed to continue at that point. So it's another, there's another, um, you know, there's a financial aspect to it. So there always is. Yeah. So the services that these families were getting that I was paid through were paid through a regional center that is funded by the government. So if they were not, if they didn't receive a diagnosis, they didn't get to continue those services, but the child would still display those behaviors. There was just no service to help them that we, that we provided. Maybe there were some services somewhere else, but, but not not where, what we were doing and what we were doing was working and helping. So it would sometimes benefit the family for the doctor to give the diagnosis. So then they would, but then they get labeled. Like Natasha was saying, there's that stigma that they're like, bam, you're on the spectrum. And it's, it's like, well, okay, but they might need help in different ways. And again, and autism isn't a disability. They're just, they have different skills. They have a different right. way of thinking. It's like, like Natasha said, it's wiring. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So I was taught that it was a disability for sure. I was taught that vaccines. Yeah. So there's, this is what they say. This is funny. Uh, they'll say in the uh, autism world, there's only two things we know about autism. We don't know what causes it and there's no cure. But then they'll add this like caveat, like, oh, but also vaccines don't cause autism for sure. Yeah, we know that for and sure. Yeah. <laughs> they always throw it in and it's so weird, at least where it's I work. It's really weird. 
really it is. weird. Really so but so here's my theory. Uh, so as far as autism goes, it's not a disability. It's uh, not a defect. What it is, and I've literally, I, I have not, maybe I just haven't heard it, but I have, yeah. So I haven't heard anybody talk about this. Here's my theory. Um, so I feel like uh, when it's obvious autism, you know, when you have issues, um, really, again, because you're so sensitive, you're just fucking poisoned. <laughs> because we are sensitive, we are more sensitive to everything. We are more sensitive to the air, to the food, to the water, to to everything. So our bodies react even more fuck, like fucked up. Our brain, let's say, will get more swollen. All these, all these difficulty, all these, you know, you're you're disabled. You're not disabled. You're poisoned. Because there's a lot of people that are on the spectrum and they are completely normal, just uh, eccentric. Um, by the way, why are you eccentric? That's something to consider, right? Why are differently? Yeah. Whatever word you want to fucking use. But um, when you're again, when you're autistic, when it's obvious, you know, you're, you're there's something wrong with you. You're just poisoned. <laughs> um, yeah. When when you're like really really messed up, you're extremely poisoned. When uh, let's say you're not uh, able to um, um, socialize, you're you're too fucked up because I I know, for example, if I have dairy, I become kind of, you know, and it's really hard for me to care, to socialize, to be able to like really like it just it hurts and I'm disconnected. It's just like I can't care. I can't like like I just, you know, it's I'm I'm having a hard time existing, you know. So if you're poisoned, like let's say let's say you have the flu, you know, poison flu, you feel like shit, just, you know. Let's say you feel like shit. So let's say you have the flu and people are like, oh, you're disabled. You can't socialize. No, motherfucker, I'm sick. <laughs> you know? That's a good so analogy. Like, I love that. It's not the That's COVID crazy. either. Right? <laughs> I don't so yeah. Um, so for as far as I go, I know don't have dairy and you'll be normal. You know, um, don't have all this other poison and you'll be normal. Um, yeah, so I, you know, my diet is a little bit different from other people, which, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I am normal. I just, I, I have still some difficulties, but whatever. It's life. Hey, like I was saying, normal is very, very subjective. Um, I feel like I'm wired differently sometimes, but there's no, <laughs> as far as I know, there's no diagnosis. They just tell me to stop being fucking stupid. So I've never passed an adult autism test. Every time I take one online, they're like, you're probably on the spectrum. And I'm like, whatever. At this I point, care. maybe everybody is. I know, but it's okay. I think it just means that it's a lot of questions that are for adults. I've never done an adult ADOS um, or looked into it, but the questions are so funny. They ask things like, would you rather go to a party or be in a library reading books and i'm like definitely reading a bunch of books obviously you That's mean like introvert <laughs> yeah. yeah but then again what are introverts that's another thing i'm not saying all introverts are on the spectrum but i don't know i'm just saying they're on their own knows, spectrum probably who knows i just don't and think there's any i'm also not saying all that that uh all autistic people are uh, introverts either so i don't know it's all over the place well, it's like, I you know, every like, rectangle, every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square. You know what right. I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what I was going going for with the uh, autism spectrum and psychopaths. Yeah, that's what that's where my brain went with that was, you know, so right. not every, every psychopath is a 
is autistic, but not every autistic person is a psychopath. Would that is that fair to say? Maybe Something based like on uh, the theory yeah. that was presented. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, why can you say stuff better than me? Okay, you're the new host now. I quit. <laughs> Just kidding. Fucking thing sucks. Oh, dueling soundboards. You want to end the podcast now? We can do it. We can end the podcast. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> that's it we're going home people thanks for joining us no just kidding we're not done yet shit it's the sunday night shit show we're gonna keep going so oh thanks i i do rock. i want to yeah. hear about quantum healing yeah. natasha yeah you rock natasha you rock. Yeah, you guys back. rock that's, everybody rocks everybody yeah. rocks so that that is your main jam though the quantum healing thing so talk about that a little bit and how that works and how you do it is is it like reiki where you're kind of doing the hand thing or um, I, I do do Reiki, but that's uh, completely different. Um, <laughs> so, um, have you ever heard of past life regression? Yeah, I want to yeah. do that really bad. I'm kind of scared. Is that, is that really exactly ta- that. Into the Akashic record is that part of that? Pretty much. You know, okay. it's funny. Funny that you mentioned that. Literally, about less than three weeks ago, I was I was doing a podcast. Uh, I was on somebody else's podcast, and while we were talking, we came up with the conclusion that. The quantum field and the Akashic and, oh my God, I'm sure some people are going to be like, oh, how dare you? Because, you know, people. Anyway, fuck so, um, fuck them. Um, it's not different. It's the fucking field. You're reading the field. So you want to call it Akashic field? Sure. You want to call it the quantum field? Sure. You know? Um, so basically, uh, it, again, it's uh, just like pa- past life regression. It's just uh, this particular method is... Uh, developed by this woman named Dolores Cannon. She has a bunch of books. She was a um, past life regressionist, uh, but again, she developed her own thing. So uh, QHHT practitioner, which stands for quantum hypnosis healing technique. And uh, what you do is you bring somebody to, I'm going to say to into uh, a hypnagogue state, which is like a state between um, wakefulness and uh, the sleep state. So basically, it's kind of like a mix between alpha brainwave state and theta brainwave state uh, to where you're awake enough to hear me speaking and sleepy enough to, I guess, walk through the etheric uh, realm where dreams are. <laughs> is, is that the same as like that that light sleep in the morning? Like if you've woken up to yes, go pee exactly. and then you lay down well, like a, and like you have that dream? Yeah, yeah yes. like you have that dream where you know you're asleep st- or you know you're you're there and you're dreaming, but you're still seeing this weird fucking dream. I do that every morning. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a lucid hi- dream. Yeah. Yeah. Hypnagogue state. I think it was Einstein that got or, or am I mixing up my people? I think it was Einstein that was like like uh getting information from that state, from the hypnagogue state. So anyway, huh. so um you um yeah, so Basically, it's a bunch of stuff that the practitioner says to kind of relax all the muscle groups, uh, relax the jaw, the jaw. Uh, when you relax the jaw, you're relaxing the, uh, I never can pronounce it correctly, uh, vagus nerve or vagus nerve. I don't know how to pronounce it. Anyway, so you relax the vagus nerve, which basically re- relaxes your, uh, you know, nervous system. Um, and you're able to go into this really like, chill relaxed state and kind of the ego gets moved aside and now i'm kind of talking to your subconscious or i sometimes you know you could kind of say soul to me it's the same thing so subconscious soul um so i'm talking to your soul or to your uh or to your subconscious and um 
I'm allowing the, I'm uh, suggesting to the subconscious to kind of like lead me to what the subconscious want, wants me to, uh, to be, or what it wants the, I guess the person to see. So let's say, uh, there is some kind of trauma, let's say from when they were three years old that has not been processed. So what happens is, uh, what, what trauma is, is when you are in a, um, uh, event that is overly stimulating and your body doesn't know how to process it. So you could be three years old. You could be, you could be 20 years old. It doesn't matter. You could be 45 years old. If uh, event occurs and you're just like and that emotion doesn't get processed so you're not like feeling you know the feelings that, are, that you were supposed to feel during that event it's kind of like stuck in your body and it's now in your tissues and it's causing all this this these issues it could be ptsd it could be a bunch of things anxiety Sounds like every time i walk into walmart oh my god dude right? <laughs> walmart. I, walmart gives me the worst anxiety man i i just i i freak out i could be in a great mood I have basically have to be absolutely drunk or on some sort of like Xanax type medication to, uh, to go to Walmart. Um, Why is that? I I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a fear of, I don't know what it is. It started back in college. I don't, I don't know why. Um, So now I pay 10 bucks a month for Walmart to deliver my groceries and I'll pay, I'll pay $200 a month to never go to Walmart again. That's so funny, Kyle. I actually just canceled my membership. I had that exact same thing for the last year and a half because I did not ever want to set foot in a Walmart. But I have become brave after doing lots of meditation recently. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go to Walmart. I almost went in my PJs just to be funny. I do that all the time. But my ego got in the way and I couldn't do it. Um, But I didn't put any makeup on and I just put on jeans and was like, fuck this, I'm going into Walmart. You'll and I didn't right let in. it bother me. I didn't look around. I just did what I had to do. And I had a really good time. But I had a good a good outlook before I went. I put myself in a really positive state. I go to the store in my jammies on the regular. And my my know, slippers. Slippers and jammies. I'm fuck everybody. If I, if I go to Walmart, I either have to have my headphones in, like listening to a podcast. Uh, you know, but the problem is I haven't been in so long. I don't know where anything is. So when I do go, I spend way more time than I have to because I'm lost. You know, I'm trying to be a good, you know, a good partner to my, and, and say, hey, I'll go pick up something that you need. I don't know where it is. You know, it's a simple task. And so it just makes me feel dumb. Uh, I, I, I don't like uh, working at Walmart when I have to check myself out. You know, I, I, I don't get, <laughs> I don't get paid to work at Walmart. So why do I have to, you know, be my own cash register? It's just it's make it's it's a plethora of things. But part of it is that uh, I guess maybe not social anxiety, but just Walmart anxiety. I don't know. No, you could go to Walmart every single day and still not know where shit is in there. Back when we used to go like once a week to like grab whatever, they switch stuff around so much. I have to walk oh through the God, whole store. Yes. Just to, I'm like, why'd you put the clothes <laughs> over there? That doesn't make any fucking sense. The the bananas were over here, and now the men's fucking loungewear is here. I think it, Walmart does that on purpose just to fuck with us. They're like, hack, keeping you guessing. No, I read something about that. They do that on purpose to keep people in the store going around and buying shit they wouldn't normally buy. They're evil. That's fine. Just keep what's about to only buy what you need to buy and just know that it's a weird construct. I don't know. It's not negative. I wonder, I wonder, that stresses me out too. I don't go to Walmart because I no longer have a car. I live in New York City. Um, but uh, when whenever I, I go to like Rite Aid, <laughs> yeah. uh, when I go like to places like Rite Aid, I'm like, why the fuck? Did, like it's really, it gives me anxiety. 
Absolutely. And uh, when it comes to shopping for food, for the most part, I shop online and I have it delivered because fuck that. <laughs> you might all be on the spectrum here. I've never I had it. That's, that's actually what I was thinking when you were saying like it gives me anxiety. I was like, I was going to say something like, I wonder if neurotypicals get anxiety like we do when it comes to like, you know, shit being changed around in the stores. Because I don't know if oh, they do. Sure. Yeah, I think the... I mean, neurotypical people can be really sensitive too. still, you know, it's different. So I think it's still, we still feel the same like anxiety. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. So I don't know, like like changing things around. Where we were, what we were going on. I'm so, I'm so sorry about that. I completely just took us off the deep end to the Walmart talk. Uh, My apologies. That's why it's the shit show because uh, we just talk about whatever. Fuck off. Yeah, we were talking about quantum healing though, so. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. So, so, so. Uh, <laughs> I did have a question about about that. If if it'll help jog jog the conversation, um, does does quantum healing reflect uh in in the physical? I, you had kind of mentioned that that like these feelings of this these experiences get kind of trapped in your body. Um, because yeah. I, I deal with chronic pain on, on a, for the last exactly you know, that could cure and it could cure you. And I don't know what. I mean, I know that I finally figured out what the physical reason is, but for the longest time, it was just this pain and I couldn't get rid of it. And um, I've heard from multiple people that even a doctor told me one time it was all in my head. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, it, it's a cop out. It's a uh, while there was truth to that. Uh, really, really, when it comes to pain, that just like, why is it here? There is no reason. It's usually an emotional cause. It's usually trauma stored in the body and in the, in the tissue causing, you know, all kinds of issues. Um, all kinds of um, ailments are usually trauma stored within the body. Uh, when it comes to them saying it's all in your head, um, it's a cop out because what it really means is that they don't have the proper knowledge or the proper tools to diagnose you correctly. All it means. Because, because what does that mean? Because everything technically is in your, like, uh, you know, in your mind, technically. Good point. Good point. (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, you make no sense. But yeah, so um, yeah, that's it. Just uh, basically uh, what we do with, uh, uh, with the quantum healing, um, revisiting uh, those states when you were traumatized to kind of observe it process it, lift it out, we're good to go. And it's not necessarily and, in a, a reliving. It's more of a looking observing. at it from a third, third person perspective. That's what I've right. heard a lot from these kind yeah. of sessions. It could be that, different, but yeah, yeah, definitely. You could be floating up. You could be kind of just observing it even from like, everybody experiences this whole thing uh, very differently. Um, but yeah, third per- person perspective for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, and uh, with your clients, what do you typically if you had to, I know it's hard to generalize, but what, what do you, when your clients come to you, typically, what are they dealing with? Uh, I know everybody's different, but is it generally a a trauma-based thing? Is it some sort of, they're just in pain, they don't know what to do. What do you experience with your clients, like on a, on a regular basis? Um, I mean, basically it's all trauma, Trauma. all different, you know, uh, and uh, it'll be either anxiety or pain. It could be all kinds of things. Just kind of to um, move you f- forward, relieve the pain, relieve the stress, whatever, relieve the discomfort, which on w- whichever level. And, and um, the, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
and you're you're uh, not just so when it comes to this uh, this process uh, or this session, it, we're not just doing like uh, stuff from childhood. You could do stuff if you believe in that kind of thing, which I mean, there's just too much evidence to ignore. Um, past life stuff. It could be past life stuff, or it could be yeah. Let's just stick to past life stuff or ch stuff from your childhood. I was gonna say like along the lines, it could be like other things, but I'm not gonna get like ancestral, that, but, um, like ancestral trauma. Well, ancestral. Also, like we we don't know, like because stuff is definitely stuck there. So what, maybe you're picking up stuff from your ancestors, you know, like who knows? So another thing that um, uh, I like to add in there and every, every practitioner uh, is different, but I like to add um, basically either a, or both um, a, a future scenario in like, let's say uh, later on let's say we want to access a time when you are finally at peace, when you're finally content, at peace, you're happy, you got everything you need. So let's say that's when you're uh, like 10 years from now, let's say. So we, we could access that, right? Like a time when, when you're content, when you're peaceful, when you're happy. And we could bring that energy and ground it into your current body, therefore kind of bringing you closer to that reality. So basically bringing that blueprint and, and uh, putting it, anchoring into your present body. And you could also visit uh, possible future lifetimes. You could go across the board. You could scan, scan um, towards the end of my session. I like to scan the body to see if the, if the person kind of sees any kind of blockages and uh, work that out, which, take, which is really quick. And um, I kind of like to end it with uh, uh, something called the violet flame to kind of just burn anything extra, any negative, ne negative energy kind of burn that away. It could be kind of different things, but that's the, the basics. So I'm glad you said that because when you remove like trauma or whatever else you're getting rid of, have, has that ever manifested physically where you can see like a dark blob or like any, like a creature or something leave? Have you ever seen that? Cause I've heard stories. I never have, but I heard stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, do, you can see like a cloud or... do you think your work yeah, kind had. of uh, parallels that of like, you know, uh, ancient uh, societies uh, with like shaman, shamanistic work, you know, like with the Native Americans? Pretty they much. Often, it's the same. With... In my opinion, it's exactly the same thing, only modern. They I would, technically yeah, consider they... myself a shaman. And here's another thing. Um, I was talking to somebody and I, I'm pretty sure Jen, Jen has a... Uh, maybe remembers this part so i was talking to another woman on the spectrum and uh i think it was her that brought up the interesting point that um when in a tribe there was a, a different child they take that child and they train them to be a shaman because you're right. you're when you are on the spectrum you have um you kind of have one foot in both worlds you're not just of the physical plane you're also very much spiritually connected that's a good point very a good point mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i consider myself a shaman the, modern name have you ever experimented with like psychedelics or ayahuasca or anything like that oh, yeah um i actually uh offer yeah. space for uh mushroom ceremonies um ayahuasca is a little too big for me at the moment uh eventually i want to possibly i don't know what will happen but i possibly want to uh serve bufo eventually which I don't know if you guys are familiar, is the most fantastic fucking thing out there. It's uh, five D, uh, DMT, five MEO. Oh, right. Sure. The toad. Isn't that the, the toad? toad? Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
the the toad that's yeah rogan has a jug of allegedly somewhere Whew. it is the most <laughs> fantastic thing so like all the the way i described it is it's all the stresses in your body what what happens when you when you inhale it you melt into the all that is so you're melting with whatever word you want to call it source um universe quantum. nature quantum god whatever word that you want to use you melt into that so like the word i've been using because like, i don't know it just works for me uh in this particular case that you melt into god you melt with god right or source again um and then it's kind of like i don't know like the all the tension and everything kind of just like shakes out of your body and you and you or dissolves and you come out of the experience kind of like renewed so sometimes they'll tell you happy birthday after you know you kind of open your eyes because you're kind of like reborn nice and fresh my first time doing it when i returned and i was like holy shit because i was just so oh my god it just felt like a trillion pounds on my back beforehand and when i came out came out of the experience i was like oh shit well this is better than sex because you know that feeling of just ah <laughs> you know um yeah so so like um we can talk off air about the uh that particular topic and where one might procure it oh yeah <laughs> i don't know do, so do you have to with the 5-MeO? I know it's different than regular like plant-based DMT or whatever. But the 5-MeO, do you got to smoke it out of a crack pipe? Because that was my big turnoff for DMT is smoking out of a crack pipe. It's well, they're, right. they're, they're, you can get one for free now. Uh, you can go get a crack oh, pipe. Yeah, any it's a smoking kit. Thank you, yeah. Brandon. Oh, man. Oh, Brandon. By the way, uh, so supposedly Instagram said that that's no longer true. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Read, the, read the document. It's true. I read I it. I have no idea, but you know how everything's like not true. Is if you know they decide like you know some what? article that somebody fucking wrote. Uh, one time there was like something that I posted that like it was like some kind of positive post. Something about if you do things over and over again, you know, you get these results. You know, it was like really positive um, um, information. Anyway, so some person in. Czech Republic or Poland, wherever it was, had written an article at some point saying that's not true. Therefore, Instagram said, well, this article said so, so it's not true. Like, what? So if I write something online, somebody could be like, well, you know, this person wrote that, so therefore your life experience is not, cor not correct. If you get that blue check mark, you can pretty much do anything. And and what's interesting about that whole fact-checking <laughs> thing is that uh, what what Wikipedia will do is that they will take one of the like New York Times opinion pieces about something, which literally is an opinion piece, and they will cite that as a source on a particular topic and then label it as, you know, uh, that that whatever is about as whatever it says as as a fact. Right. When it comes from an opinion piece by some, you know, nut job New York Times writer who doesn't know anything except living in a, a fucking, you know, 1200 square foot apartment in New York City. No offense. I've just, but I've been in New York. I City. wish I had that much more space. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's, just, it's so ridiculous. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, I don't even know what I was going to say. It just, it just drives me nuts. But yes, you can get crack pipes for free. Or a joke. Yes. Well, not even that, but it's just like, uh, I was going to say when, when something gets a fact check on it, it basically just in my head at this point tells me, oh, then it must be true. 
You know what I mean? If there's a hard right. game, I want to look at it. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. Probably true. <laughs> what I've been noticing more. a lot lately is on Instagram, I'll follow, I'll go to someone, you know, let's say I go to Natasha's page and I click follow and they go, are you sure you want to do that? And Love I'm like, that one. oh, now I am sure let's fucking go. Cause that happens with, that happened to me today with somebody. I was like, this is, and they had like, you know, 200 followers. I'm like, this person is, is a problem to you. I'm going to follow. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And even stuff like what we're talking about with this quantum healing, things like that. It's not hurting anybody, right? It's not hurting anybody. It's, it's just a fun thing. If it, it, there's not, there's no net negative to this, this topic yet. Oh, but it's hurting out, the pharmaceutical industry. That's who it's hurting. It's hurting, the pharmaceutical industry. it's hurting the narrative. It's not yeah. like it's taking any money out of their pockets just by somebody, you know, talking about it. But the fact that, the We're idea talking. is dangerous to them. Exactly. Ideas are dangerous now, yeah. And freedom is white supremacy. That's the new Yes. Mm. Apparently, it's a color thing. I don't Brought know. To you by Everything's <laughs> color. Ooh, I <laughs> need fuck? that one. Uh, so anyway, so get back on the free crack pipes. You can get your free crack pipe. Thank you, Papa Joe. But do you have to smoke the 5-MeO-DMT out of a crack pipe? You know, that's you all I know. Thing. I, I feel like that's a co different thing, but I could be wrong. All I know, that's all I know, that you smoke it. I know you but, can uh, get okay. the, like, the well, That's like an association, though. That's like an association. You know, we need to get kind of get over it. You can put it on a, on a, you can, from what I've heard, and this is, you know, I'm not a doctor, but you can put it on a, on a, like a bowl of weed, like a bong. You can like sprinkle it on there and smoke that. Um, actually, maybe their DMT, you can do that. And then also my, uh, actually my dad, he, he's offered me many times, uh, a DMT vape pen with like a hundred months that. And I'm yeah, like, he's like, here, do you want this? And I'm like, no, not right now. Like, what do you do? Like I'm cooking dinner. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> my, dad's a, my dad's a dude. wild guy, but yes, dude, uh, we will talk off air about this. Cause I want that. I want that. That's so I cool. want that exact thing. Send it to me for my birthday. It's in November, but you can send it to me now. <laughs> I'll send it to you for my birthday. Not that. Okay, that go. works. It's sooner. No, it's really not that big of a deal. I don't care if if it's as great as you say. I can get over the stigma of the crack pipe thing because I know it's not crack, and right. I know what crack looks like, and it tastes gross. And yeah, anyway. Oh my god! We talk so, about crack all the time. <laughs> so it's really weird. It has this weird smell because I mean, think about it. It's not plant. It, no. I've heard it's like burnt rubber is what DMT. No, worse. Yeah. Well, uh, if I uh, the 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 natural because there's a not natural. There's like a chemical version or a man-made uh, version that I've never taken of the five meo um, DMT. Um, yeah, it's the real stuff. It's worse than plastic because I mean, think about yeah. it. It's it's like stuff from like a Food living venom. being. It's like stuff from a living being. What does burning smell, uh, flesh smell like? Burnt hair saying, and stuff. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying it smells like burning flesh, but I'm just saying, ew, still. I imagine it would be about the same <laughs> as hopping a loogie right into the pipe and then smoking that. Like, ugh. No, it's definitely worse. No, it's definitely worse. Smell, smell wise. I mean. Ugh. So have you tried the, the regular DMT though, too? The plant-based DMT? Because that apparently smells like shit too, but I don't know. Um, no, I've, uh, I, no. No, well, it's hard to say no. plant-based DMT too because uh, I, I, I follow. I a did ayahuasca. Yeah, that's more all you know natural based because it, it it has the inhibitor in it and the actual trip because your body can't 
your body has, I don't, they've talked about this before on multiple podcasts. I think Joe Rogan has, but with ayahuasca, it's actually a mixture of two different plants. Uh, one is an inhibitor that allows the actual uh, medicine to actually take effect in your body. Um, right. Cause your gut blocks it. Yeah, exactly. It just like, it's like the hydro, uh, whatever's yeah, your, your body doesn't process it naturally. So you have to take the inhibitor with it, but with like what you say called plant-based DMT that you would like smoke, uh, cause you drink ayahuasca, it's a different process, but with the plant-based DMT, it's still a chemical process that you can like do in your kitchen or something. You know, you still have to add chemicals to it to extract that, uh, pure, uh, substance. So yeah, it might come from a certain plant or a certain seed or something like that, but there's still a process to like cocaine. Cocaine comes from the, the coca plant, but all the shit that they do to extract that pure form, um, I wouldn't call that, you know, organic or non GMO at that point. You know what I mean? There's, there's a process that goes into it. So I don't know. I, you know, at the end of the day, even if it is some bunk shit, it's only going to last 15 minutes. You know, it might feel like a lifetime, but you know, did you guys ever watch DMT, the spirit molecule? I think it was. Oh yeah. Well, I read the book too. Yeah. I read the book too. Yeah. Oh, I can't read. You guys know that. Um, No, it was an audible. It was an audio book. Yeah. We listened to the audio book. I read it. (laughs) They were mainlining that shit. They were mainlining that, like injecting that on an, in an IV bag. And they were like, you know, that's if I was going to do something like I would do it that way so that I'm in a I'm in a facility, you know, I, I, no, I, controlled I, environment I have a where, huge yeah, problem with you. that approach, though, because especially like when they're doing the psilocybin trials and they're extracting pure psilocybin, it's not all the, the extra matter in the plant that adds to it. They're extracting pure psilocybin, injecting it into your veins. And then you're in a clinical fucking hospital. No, thank you. I don't even want to be in my house when I'm tripping. I want to go frolic in the woods and shit. Like being in a in a you know LED light <laughs> hospital with like dudes in white robes fucking administering Nightmare. my psychedelics. Fuck off. It sounds like an that. alien abduction experience. No. Experience. Yeah, I, I would freak out if I was doing that. And DMT, I guess DMT, you're kind of more like out of you're it, not, not really focusing yeah. on shit. Yeah. But no, I will try DMT on my couch for sure. Everybody dies. You know what's interesting, you guys? Uh, so I heard somebody say this, and it made so much sense to me, but I could not find information about it uh, online because, you know, shit gets, I don't know, all weird, you know, whatever. But anyway, so here's the piece. That supposedly people on the spectrum have a higher percentage of DMT pumping through them. To me, it makes complete huh. sense because there's a reason why I'm so much more connected or other people that are in spectrum so much more connected. They're, you know, it's spirit. You're literally tripping constantly. Sense. Constantly. But sm- really small amount. But I'm That's constantly fine. like this, all the time. All the time. I'm constantly in this, uh, in this space. And, you know, you kind of got to be like, you yeah, know, I'm cool. I'm normal. between between worlds like you were saying earlier you got one foot up there and one down here and you're just kind of in the middle you're always doing splits you're like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's interesting yeah i couldn't find anything i just like it was a bunch of stuff like it was like the same article that i kept finding um autism um and pineal gland dysfunction da 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 and it's just like that's all i kept finding and other nonsense stuff i'm like where's the stuff that i want trying to find but um again they're just like 
pineal gland uh, dysfunction, you know, like autism, like people with autism have pineal gland dysfunction. Again, I think it's just, uh, you know, they don't understand and, and shit is not balanced because our world is not natural. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I think yeah. that's spot on. And I think especially with um, putting fluoride in the water, trying to calcify the pineal gland and then taking anyone with autism and putting them in a little box and saying they're disabled. No, don't pay attention to those people. They're disabled. They're less than you. They're less than right. like you were they're saying less than earlier. Than yeah. So instead of seeing how we could maybe learn from them or talk to them and relate to them and grow together, they're like, no, 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 that's autism. That's bad. It's a disability. In the industry I was in for sure. Um, so like you said earlier, Natasha, when you said we're growing, like we're coming down, like there's there's more of us coming. The right. star seed. Um, I think they talked about in 2040 or something like that. It was a statistic given in the company I worked at one in two children will be born with autism and yeah. everyone at my work, you know, it was just like, Oh my God, I can't believe that. That's terrible. But why, why is that so terrible? They're not bad why? people. Well, no one's jerk. They're all good people. Oh, everybody's different. How, ooh, people yeah. are different and they can't fit into a box. Oh, they what a problem. That away. Ooh. They make ooh. us not pay attention to them or learn from them by saying that's a bad thing. And just kind of seeding that idea into our head that, Oh, autism's bad and more of them are coming. Oh no. It's, it makes it scary, scary. and it doesn't happen. We could all just Thanks. love each other and learn. Yeah. Well, Jim, you just described the plot of Rain Man, which I, you know, is a, is a great film to learn about autism. Uh, yeah, I've know, seen it. You know, 496 toothpicks or whatever, but um, going back to what... I feel like this, it's part uh, of the stigmatization the, uh, being like, you know, like, ooh, because they just made it like really like a really severe case, you know, but right, right. It was uh, a savant and every autistic person does not different is not a savant either. Right, right. right. Well, and so, uh, Natasha, my, my question is, is, y you know, you, you have a theory that these that the people on the spectrum are some sort of star seeds, But what I've always heard is that, you know, the amount of vaccinations that we give children at a very young age is kind of leading uh is causing uh, autism I mean, and, yeah so is it is it are they truly heavy started? metals are crazy poison that's like number one poison well, mercury asking, specifically is, which is between... it is it is it being is it someone on the spectrum a starseed or are they highly poisoned from these vaccinations or is well, it the, well the problem when when uh when it's autism when it's obvious autism it's 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 the poison that's making it obvious otherwise okay. you're just eccentric okay you know what i mean so therefore sense. they're not autistic no they're the same differently wired people there's like okay. they're still differently wired it's so just when it's a, a problem is right. when the person's poisoned there's a distinction yeah. there okay because um, i have a cousin who's usually there's autistic and and he was from a very young age like extremely like it was very obvious, but no, yeah. and no, like his parents didn't want to believe it and all this stuff. And we're like, I don't, I, yeah, you know, and, but I think that's important. That's an, an important distinction that, you know, with, it's completely obvious, it's a, it's a, it's a poisonous type yeah. situation. I, I, and, I believe um, that hundred percent. There's a, a lot of the time there is mercury that's between the left and the right side of the, the brain. So let's say from vaccine or let's say even, um, let's say your uh, the parent has a shitload of mercury, and and I know this is like 
kind of out there. But um, let's say the parent has a shitload of mercury in their system that passes on to the child, you know, Don't and, eat let's sushi. Say, <laughs> and, and let, let's say that that's just a predetermination that you came here to have all these difficulties. So, you know, like oh, the, the poison was either passed on to you and or that mer mercury from the, let's say, vaccine or wherever else you know, went and traveled into, in, into the space. So before a kid turns 18, if, if mercury is the issue, uh, between the two hemispheres, um, cilantro, there's like a bunch of dietary things that you could do to, to clear yourself out. But, uh, one of the things to clear you out from the mercury, um, between the, the hemispheres is, um, cilantro. I know simple, but cilantro, uh, removes mercury out of the system. I love that shit. I love cilantro. Yeah. I love it or hate it. I fucking love it. Well, and there, <laughs> there, isn't there like some sort of like genetic disposition, like where cilantro yeah. tastes funny to a lot of people? Like it tastes yeah. like soap or something. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I love cilantro. I put that on my taco. I'm, I'm in Texas. It. We have lots of Tex Mex. And, you know, if you don't get cilantro, it's not a real street taco. So, oh so my are you, God. Are you I made myself something today. I forgot the cilantro. I was like, I'm not getting up. But, I was very disappointed. So, so could I ingest <laughs> large amounts of cilantro, like put it in my smoothie or just like Yes. There's it? actually there's a heavy metal detox. Um, if you want, I'll Ooh. share with, with you later. I'll, I'll look up medical medium um, heavy metal detox, and I'll just give you a bunch of, uh, for example, Atlantic Dolce, which is actually in the radiation detox tea I was telling you about earlier. Uh, that's one of the ingredients. And the other is obviously cilantro, and there's a bunch of other all natural stuff. Um, clears you out of um, heavy metals. Now, I think the protocol is to take it for a month straight. I personally can't do, I'm too, too sensitive. Just, it just does, doesn't work for me uh, to take it for a month straight. So I could do perhaps maybe a, a week straight and then maybe like a week off and then a week straight and a week off and do that. You, know, and you said medical medium was what I should look at, medical medium? Uh, uh, medical medium, heavy metal detox, mm -hmm. gotcha. smoothie. Smoothie. smoothie yeah it's, it's not de it's not delicious but it's not horrible <laughs> i mean atlantic dolce again it doesn't matter it's yeah, good exactly. for you jen, that one. jen loves the taste of of bad shit so it's easy for her no it's no i, <laughs> I understand what it. she's saying it's like it's it's feeling of like, oh, no, it's good for me. hundred, like yeah, that's how I felt. Right. Like I had to deal with that with like uh, apple cider vinegar shots. You know, that was a big fad for a while. And you know, first thing in the morning before you have coffee, before you have water, just fucking taking a shot of apple, mother's, uh, whatever it is, the mother's apple cider vinegar, that real strong stuff. Oh man, it just burns, and you're like, oh my god, why am I doing this? You know, there's all these. All of these things. And well, I remember on that conversation, Jen, that you guys had with uh, Shannon a few weeks ago, a, a lot of the stuff that she was suggesting as far as like a detox goes, she's like, it's not for the faint of heart. A lot of this stuff is is no. not easy. It's not pleasant. It can actually make you sick if you're not prepared. Um, so I think if we're talking about this stuff, we have to be careful about exactly, you know, it, it's an individual process. It's an indi individual journey. You have to find what works for you. For some people, it could be just drinking a, a, a nice hot cup of tea at night, a, a specific kind of tea. Perhaps it's cutting out something or integrating something in the diet. But if you just go hardcore on one thing, your body might not be able to handle it. And you can actually, you know, uh, weaken your yourself by, by doing yeah, certain that's, things. That's why I was saying um, I can't do the month straight. Just one week, I'm good to go. 
yeah no um oh by the way um as far as and i know uh this is not a popular thing that i'm about to say which apparently i have a lot of um so uh, like like you said apple cider vinegar was a fad and fads are just fads sometimes and actually it while there's you know it looks like good things are happening and while they kind of are there's also a bad situation where it messes with your um um the acidity in your stomach your ph yeah long term not just the ph um what does it do i forget exactly something something about the acid itself i think it, it might mess it or something in your stomach i think yeah. that's what it is so highly recommend to let go of that fad it's actually oh, I, I don't do it anymore it was it was a, a for you know a month or two several years ago when it was like yeah. a big thing everyone was like this yeah. this this you know mm -hmm. yeah dangerous I think whatever. Did you say, sorry, I just I just got up to close the door. Are you saying apple cider vinegar is dangerous? Yeah, it messes it messes yeah. with your. Um, I think the acidity in your stomach, the natural acidity, it messes with that. So over a long term period, it will like like you're not going to be able to digest things properly. Just, That's super interesting because yeah. we were taking it for a while and we were diluting it in water. It was just a little, but I could feel so. Um. And I've never, we take a smoothie and have tons of vitamins in it and liquid vitamins. And I don't even know the amounts, but um, they're on the back of the bottle. Who knows if that's correct. But the apple cider vinegar made, it felt like uh, skin was peeling on the back of my throat. Honestly. No, it burns everything. When yeah. Would, when I would swallow, I, and I, I had this image in my head. And so I obviously couldn't see the back of my throat, but it felt like skin flaps, just little tiny pieces of the top of the skin on my throat were like blah, 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 just kind of yeah I, I, like I, I, I feel like your intuition was probably showing you something yeah so I stopped taking that shit <laughs> yeah saying, different things for everybody not everybody's gonna be vegan Joe your your mic is off oh you're good now I think there we go there uh we go. no like what you're saying uh everybody's different so you're not gonna have the same what, something that works well for somebody else is not going to work well for the next person. Right. I've talked about it before, but I did tried to not really carnivore, but I just tried to eat mainly protein, just protein. I lost fucking like 30 pounds and I had way even energy all day. Like I didn't feel hungry, but I didn't feel bloated every time. Like where you were talking about eating dairy and feeling like, Ugh. I feel the same way if I eat too many carbs. Not so much sugar, which is weird because it's kind of the same thing. But if I eat too many carbs, like if there's a really like a sandwich with a really big bun on it, I feel like ass. I think that's because gluten's poison, though. Uh, that's what I was thinking yeah. just now. Maybe it was the gluten. It could be. I don't know. I've never had a problem before. But like we've also talked about, uh, bread is not what it used to be. Wheat is right. not what it used to be. It's yeah. so fucking mm -hmm. processed now that it's yeah, not the same yeah. thing that our ancestors were eating hundreds exactly. of thousands of years ago. It's, wheat soy I mean, what were they, yeah what were they grinding it with like rocks and shit you know and then like making whatever out of it that was probably good for you but the stuff you're buying at the store now probably not so good for you so Corn, i don't think it's a gluten soy, as much as just, gluten. yeah the base product is not that great for you but I'm very upset about the corn the fact that it's like also like horrible for you now just tastes really I know. good i love hmm. corn i fucking love corn once in a while i'm like fuck yeah. it, i'm eating corn I'm eating corn today. Okay. <laughs> I think that's okay. what you should be. Don't don't deprive yourself of uh, yeah. one thing. Just don't make it a fucking habit. 
Like if you if you really like candy, go eat a fucking Snickers. Just don't do it every day, all day. That's where the problem is. I mean, you're yeah. overloading on that shit. You're right. Yeah. Uh, once in a while is totally fine. Like I've said before, if you uh, so to put it on the opposite end, if you want to be super healthy, exercising once a month isn't going to fucking help you. So eating one Snickers a month isn't going to fucking kill you either. Absolutely. So, right. like that. Balancing everything, people. <laughs> where did Kyle He's... go? He's gone. He must have had to break. Break. Probably. break it, break. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, uh, you got anything else before we get out of here about anything else you want to bring forward or plug stuff or whatever? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Um, well, uh, something that I've brought up a few times, uh, being on other people's, uh, pods, um, I want to see more men standing up and doing the, the work. You know, doing the clearing of clearing out of, out of traumas. I feel like this is what will. This is how the world changes when we clear out your our traumas. Women are doing doing the work right now. They're, women are clearing out. Uh, you know their their issues. They you know they. There's a lot of, a lot of women in the spiritual community, and there is like three percent men. I would like to see a little more. Of whatever that requires, you know, bravery. I don't know. I don't know. Are you saying but, we should uh, have a bring the patriarchy back? <laughs> no, stop looking at society. I need a. I need a healed. Men. I need men to be healed. You know, like like a woman like myself, for example. Uh, you know, not just me. Just women in general that that have worked on themselves. There's such a small amount of men that have done the work, as in they're they're not going to be projecting their shit on you. I don't want to deal with that shit. I need you to be healed, yeah. you know. So, in other words, I'm never going to have sex. As in, oh. I'm not going to randomly have sex, you know. Um, yeah. But there's nobody to have sex with. As in, like I want a partner, but there are none. Yeah. The the few that are out there, they're they're taken. You probably got to get out of New York. Probably. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't see, I still don't see, I don't know, for whatever reason, I still don't see men that have been doing their it, work with their issues. I just don't want, you know, their issues to bleed on me, for them to project shit on me. I just want to kind of like, let's love each other, let's respect each other, let's honor each other, let's, you know, let's be good to each other, let's not shit on each other because of our issues. No, that's, that's really fair. important. But also I know that, you know, I, I had a string of, of bad relationships where, you know, I was the person causing trauma. They were the person causing trauma, you know, back and forth. And then it took, it took some time of just like going, going somewhere new um, and not really looking for anything, you know, cause I was always looking, you know, mm -hmm. and it took kind of a, a little bit of time like you said, figuring out my own shit, not necessarily like a spiritual um, journey, but just like a a personal situation of like, am I okay being by myself? Because that's a big part of most most dudes. The guys are big babies. We're big fucking babies. We, we're mama's boys. We, we can't take care of ourselves. It took some time of figuring that out. Um, and then meeting somebody that's part of the spiritual journey, like yeah, whether we put a, yeah. that label on it or not, when we work on ourselves, in my opinion, mm -hmm. it's a spiritual journey, healing journey, whatever you we want to call it really. Exactly. And it, but then I was, I met somebody who actually was 
oh, who who didn't know necessarily my past, but was okay with it. You know what I mean? Who they were okay with who I was at the time, and you know, um, it's like they can they don't add to your bullshit. You know what I mean? And they allow you space to figure it out, and you do the same for them. I don't I don't think you necessarily have to have all your shit figured out, but they if you can find somebody who can help you figure stuff out and not in a manipulating way talking right. to my fucking asshole brother out there who thinks a woman's going to solve all his problems. Well, um, that's the thing. That's exactly what I'm talking about right now. I'm not here to fucking be anybody's mother or, or, or nurse, you know, like, or a therapist. Yeah. I need you to have worked on your shit so we could be whole fucking human beings, integrated whole fucking human beings. Kind of just like, I'm whole, I'm whole. Let's be whole together. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is there? <laughs> why is there? why like literally i i see zero uh, yeah. available well, and right zero. now like you know i don't mind we've kind of you know me and my my girl have kind of worked something out where like you know i don't like doing the laundry but she doesn't like doing the dishes so she does oh, the laundry the and i do the dishes and every now and then when i'm being a big baby i'll be you know i'll be like can you take care of me all this stuff and she does the same thing, but it's not like we're uh, codependent. That's okay. That's we're okay. not codependent. And it's I've been in situations where it is a codependence. And you're right. just there's a dragging, difference. You're dragging each other down exactly. to the of, exactly. Of misery. I've had too much of that that yeah. just like I'm at I'm at this place where just like no more. No more. Yeah. I've, I've been resolved the, I've been my shit. I need that. you to have done the same thing. Yeah, I've been the victim of that and the progenitor of that to other people. And it's not fun on either side. No, you think no. We all have that, like, wow. I'm so happy to be by myself. You know, like, it'd be nice. But until that happens, I'm totally content. Well, and you but got your cat like, there, too. That's a good And I got my cat. Companion. Yeah, absolutely. Cats she's, will she's light the way. Hey, three cheers for being by yourself. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Big fan. I'm a big fan. Um what did i play a sound i don't know i thought i heard something that one it's coming through weird oh that's you know i don't know what's going on over here dude but this uh this is a cbd joint i just you know from the other night on the the tavern i promise i i can't get high guys i really can't but this is a cbd joint it helps smoke too much huh it says because you smoke too much right no i can't die no, no, no. I, if I if I get high, I freak. <laughs> I used to be a big oh. pothead, and then I stopped for a long time. And now, anytime I try to like smoke a joint or something, I just lose it. So I've switched to CBD, and I'm probably gonna get yelled at for smoking this in the house. We'll see what happens. Ah, really? By CBD? What's the problem? So no, it's speaking legal, yeah. of speaking of uh, hemp stuff, so I've been adding like I buy bags of hemp, and I add it to my my soups, my salads. Like hemp um, flour, like actual hemp flour, hemp, or hemp seeds. Oh, seeds. seeds. Okay. Okay. I think they're seeds. Whatever they are, the little. Um, so my salads, my my soups, my pasta. If you put it just under pasta, you know, with the sauce, it actually adds to the yummy. Like in my opinion, anyway, it's fucking delicious. It's kind of like, like nutty, you know? right? Yeah. Like a nutty and like I yeah, kind, kind of like seed. Mm-hmm. Mm, so good mm-hmm. for you. It's like the best. Add it to a smoothie because it's there's not a whole lot of flavor smoothie. to it itself. But you know, you add chia seeds, flax seeds, and hemp seeds to anything. Chia it's really going to yeah. beef up your protein content, yes. your antioxidant mm-hmm. content. Um, my fiance makes these 
quote unquote protein energy balls and it's just like oats mm. and chocolate chips and chia seeds flex flax seeds um hemp seeds and yeah. you know honey and peanut butter i mean it's just like a little ball of goodness and she's like it's you good. want to eat my balls baby and i'm like yeah i'll eat all your balls and they're delicious mm -hmm. you know they're delicious any kind yeah, of healthy snacking you can balls. do is really important and it, it's yeah. hard to suck my butt Hey, how would you? That's your, that's your fiance. <laughs> why are you saying you're all weird? It's so weird. Okay, there. I, I think it's a crossover thing. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, we'll get the hell out of here. You guys plug your stuff before we go. Uh, Natasha, we'll start with you. You got a new book coming out, the poetry book. And yes. where can we find you online? Where can the listeners find you? Um, you could find me on YouTube, um, Quantum Musings, as an in inspiration, uh, Quantum Musings um, on YouTube. And um, also, I have an audio podcast called Greetings Earth Family. And um, my se first season is finished, and that's uh, just basically kind of like spiritual information. Um, and then the second season is... Uh, something I called Ascension Stories, which is basically people coming on. Uh, Jen was actually, I believe it was episode three. Uh, she was on there. I think so, right? And uh, basically kind of... No, I listened to all of them before that. I don't remember. Um, so like basically, you know, people's uh, ascension story or journey and anything else they want to talk about. So like that's, you know, this is my uh, second season. And you obviously can now, it's also on video. So you could find a session stories on episode, I mean, season two on the audio podcast, which is Greetings Out Family or on Quantum Musings. It's, you know, I release the episodes kind of as, the, as it comes. You have know. far like too many a, accounts. I didn't know which one. Too much the going on. Well, I have the I have the link tree, and in in that you could just kind of like you know here's the YouTube, here's the way to do you know, it, right? Yeah, that is the way to do. It. I figured that out uh, way too late, but I was like, hey, this is great. I don't have to put HTTP a million fucking times. Just link tree. There you go. But uh, I do have link tree. Hey, I I love greetings, Earth family. So I Thank started you. listening. To Natasha's podcast they're not super long episodes and they're so genuine your delivery is so from the heart and so genuine you don't sit there and say welcome to another episode of greetings earth family you just say like greetings earth family like I'm here and then you talk about this amazing thing that you want to talk about for as long <laughs> as you want to and it's beautiful every episode spoke to me I loved it so much um even your thought process during the episode sometimes you'll be like hmm I don't really know. I'm going to have to think about this a little bit more. And then anyway, moving on, it's not super structured, but it's very genuine from the heart. It's very real. And sometimes we forget about that when we're doing a show or a podcast, we want it to be flashy and organized and fun. Um, and yours, you still do that like as Ascension stories as well. I love, but I love greetings earth family. Cause it's just so genuine. Just want to thank say that. You. Well, thank you. It means so much to me. I, you know, obviously there was like some kind of insecurity a little bit with that. I just didn't want to go too crazy with the, because I didn't know how to do all the other stuff. And I just felt it didn't feel true to me either. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to press a button, speak, press a button, and here. yeah. You like Why it, not? you like it, you don't, you look. <laughs> That's what I always say. I just, I, 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 we downloaded and I farted out to the world. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Very similar. We're just kind of like, whatever. We do have like the soundboard stuff, but we're not trying to be like, 
okay, let's stay no, on topic, just... everyone. No, like we just kind of talk and see where it goes. The soundboard's for show. my entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and Big Dumb, Big Dumb Kyle, where can we find you guys? And what are you doing lately? Uh, plug well, your shit. You know, it's just me now. Um, just me, the Big Dumb, Big Dumb Podcast, Kyle, all that stuff. We're uh, on YouTube. We're on Instagram. All podcast platforms, Big Dumb Podcast. Uh, and actually, I reached out to OBDM recently, and I was like, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. When I picked out my name for the podcast, I didn't know what OBDM stood for. Uh, <laughs> I apologized to Mike, and, and he accepted my apology. Um, well, but, but yeah, so it's, you know, I'm just doing my own thing right now, just kind of trying to get out two shows, two interviews a week uh, and a live stream uh, beer review. We're calling it a beer review, but it's really just a, a live kind of like weekend news kind of thing. And it's been fun. Uh, got to get you guys on sometime. And yeah, um, uh, you know, uh, Natasha, it was really great to talk to you. I'd love to have you on my show sometime. I'll, I'll follow you on Instagram and message you that way. But you you, you said your one of your series is uh, uh, Hello Earth Family um, or Greetings Earth Family. And I, I talked to a guy recently who said, you know, this life is, you know, that we're on, he, he looks at it as Earth school. You know, we're, this is. is just a, a learning experience yeah. and we have much more to do before and after our time here yeah. so i think that's something mm -hmm. to uh to ponder it, if even if it's true if it's true or not it, it helps you get through the day so you know just take everything and and try to learn it and guys thank you so much uh i love being your uh you know permanent uh, interim host um co-host you know i'm uh you know if y'all were alex jones i would be your jay dyer you know what i mean you just call me up oh, yeah. anytime and i'll be there you know what i mean uh Especially for oh, you. where's the sound drop for that? I'll be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, stick around when I end the broadcast so we can have a off the air chat about definitely not drugs. But uh, thanks everybody for definitely listening. Not. We will uh, catch you next time. Yeah, yeah. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.